Hallelujah. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and be seated and, I, and probably might come back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The goodness of God is plentiful. You know, um, there, there is just something about our mouths. It gets us. It, it gets us what we want. Sometimes it gets us what we don't want. Anybody ever ordered the wrong food and was like, I didn't mean to order that. <laughs> I've ordered some stuff and I'm like, I turned to my wife later. I'm like, I don't even know what I ordered. Hopefully that's not age. But this, this scripture, this scripture right here. This, this might be one of them scriptures that like you might want to put in your mouth and you might want to put it in your mouth like every morning throughout the day at night wake your you know wake yourself up saying it you're saying it so much wouldn't that be awesome you just wake up in the middle of the night it's going to be first corinthians so you can, or second corinthians so you can go there chapter 2 verse uh, 14 now thanks be to god who sometimes leads us into triumph in christ doesn't say that let me try it again. My eyesight's bad. Now, thanks be to God who never leads us into triumph in Christ. Doesn't say that? You mean we have a really good God, don't we? You mean we have a God of victory? We have a God that's already seen the end. And not just the end of how Jesus comes back and how ultimate victory happens. He's seen your end. You know, that's why he never speaks bad about you. You know, that's why he never reminds you of your, of your past. He calls you Victor. Well, I don't know. I, I got this going on my lap, Pastor Bill. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not, you're, not, you're not speaking faith. You're speaking fear. You're speaking, you're speaking loss. The word says... Now, thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Not in myself. Not dependent upon me. In Christ. In Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I read that in the green room and I had to look up the word diffuse because I wasn't quite sure. I'm not a cook. don't know certain words and I don't want to say something wrong. I looked it up and it was really cool if I can remember correctly. One of the, one of the key words that I picked up on, it says it spreads it. What are you spreading with your mouth? Faith? Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Thanks be to God who builds the church buildings, who brings in the finances. I don't need to worry about it. Pastor doesn't need to worry about it. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. What we need to do is speak it and be bold enough to jump when he tells us to jump. Do it now. Are you sure you said now? Do it now, jump. Lay on the dead girl. Well, I don't know. Are you sure? We want to see miracles? Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Let's say that together. Thanks be to God 
thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Glory to God. Glory to God. I tell you what, when you start waking up and one of the first things you say is, glory to God, thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. How's that starting the day? Come on, how's that starting the day? That kind of opens up your eyes of how good he is. And then when, when problems arise, you're just like, no, nope, thanks be to God. He always leaves me in triumph. Well, what are you worried about this? I ain't worried about that. I ain't even mad. How can you be mad when you're in victory? I've never been mad when we won a game in college or bas- in high school basketball. I was never mad. I, I never knew any of my teammates that were mad that we won. No. Ever. Thanks be to God. Always leads me in victory. Always. See, that's, that's the faith walk. That's changing our perspective. That's changing what we look at. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it kind of makes sense, right? Like, if we go take target practice with a gun, do you realize you actually hit what you look at? So what are you looking at? The wall in front of you? Or the victory sign? Step over the wall. Bust it down. You know, I was, I, I didn't think this was ever going to come up tonight. I was at home uh, today and, and I was praying and there was a song on and I changed the words of the song. And, uh, and, and I was singing how much I love him because I was impressed about Pastor Mark's message on Sunday. <laughs> and so I started replacing a certain word with love. And I just, <laughs> I just started, no one was home. And thank God, you know, because I can't sing that great. And so I was just, <laughs> I just started kind of, I love you. I love you, God. And then as I kept getting louder and louder and louder, my watch vibrator or whatever alerted me. And uh, it was Amazon dropping off packages at my front door. <laughs> and I kind of laughed and giggled. I'm like, oh my goodness, I wonder what they were thinking. Because like the front door and then the living room. They were probably looking through the little tiny windows on each side of the door just watching me jump. I love you, God! I love you, God! Do you think that was a shout of, oh, no, I lost, or a shout of victory? I'm loved by my king. You're loved by your king. No, man. (laughs) You're loved by your king. Get all the religiousness that has ever been put into you like, oh, you're not good enough. You didn't work hard enough. No, 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 no. He did it. He carried the cross. Him cleansing of us of our losership. I'm going to coin that word right now. And our sin was so important to Jesus that he made sure he carried the cross for us. Even when it was offered, let me carry it for you. He's like, no, this is my burden to carry. I love you too much. 
That's, that's sometimes how I see that. When I sit there and I imagine and I read that scripture and that story of him just carrying the cross beaten, tired. I just sit there, I'm like, oh my gosh, he loved me that much. He wouldn't even let somebody else help him. He loved me that much. I remember, I remember doing a canine track up in the, towards uh, Bogus Basin up in the mountains. And uh, it was me and two other officers going to search for this guy with a gun that allegedly um, pointed and, and shot at a, a Boise State professor. Um, and so we had to go down, find him, track him, yada, yada. You know, the walk down wasn't bad. <laughs> really wasn't that bad. It was kind of nice besides going, oh, man, I hope this guy really wasn't trying to shoot somebody because there's nowhere for us to hide. It's just sagebrush. And um, so we get down there. We kind of find him. And I didn't know that this size of dude could hide behind like this size of a pebble. <laughs> and uh, man, I hid behind that pebble. I, man, I, I got small. And, um, and we, called, we called out to him and so forth. And, and he got super scared. He was this big burly hunter. He was a trapper actually. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't do any harm, nothing. I, say, I share that to say, you know the walk up was brutal? I didn't have anything besides my police gear, about 35, 36, I don't know, 35 to 40 pounds extra on me. And then carrying that, pulling that dog up, well, him pulling me up. And um, we got probably a halfway up there, and I was just like, man, I'm tired. My legs are feeling like concrete right now, because it was, it, was it was a good size incline. And the other two officers aren't doing anything except just carrying themselves, and um, and one played in the NFL. He was a legit dude. He's, he's a big man, super strong. He's like, Thomas, we got to take a rest. I'm like, well, it's not going to help. <laughs> we just need to get to the other side and get water. And uh, I can't imagine carrying a cross, being beaten. We weren't tired. No one would beat us. No one shot us. We didn't have a bullet wound. And I still remember walking up that hill and like, oh, man, Jesus bore it for me because he loves me. And I want, us, I want you to understand that like, he loves you. Say it sometimes. He loves me. Make that Amazon delivery person, and I know there's a lot of people in here that shop at Amazon. <laughs> and there's a lot of husbands going, I wish they didn't. <laughs> What's your Amazon delivery guy hearing you say? If you're home. I don't know this dude or girl. I don't know who delivered it. I was looking out the back window, jumping up and down, singing, shouting. You know, whatever you're going through, you better have a shout. You better have a shout. You know, there must be something so important about our shout. You know, in, in uh, Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians, um, I think it's chapter 2, it says that Christ is coming back with a whisper. What's it say, PD? Pastor Doug says a shout. Do you know it says Christ is coming back with a shout of victory? Do you know he only speaks what the Father speaks? When you have a shout of victory, you're speaking what God speaks. Don't speak what you see. 
That's not faith. Faith is in the unseen. Speak out the unseen. Speak it out. Shout it out. Mark eleven twenty four, 24, man. It says, believe twice, but say three times. Say it. Say it. Say it. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate the Father. Well, let's go all the way to Genesis chapter 1. It's insane. I mean, chapter 1, it's all the way in the back left front book. Super crazy. Super simple. Verse, see, my voice is hers because I've got a shout of triumph. I got a shout of triumph. You know, when we, go to, when we go to Africa and we're preaching at crusades, man, by about the second or third night, I'm praying for miracles that I can speak. I was like, Lord Jesus, and I, I'm not talking much. I'm just, I'm drinking water, uh, throat lozenges, and I'm praying, Lord, let me speak. There's been times that I, I couldn't even talk like this with a little hoarseness. There was times that I'm like, I got nothing. And then when Pastor Joseph says, they're ready. When he worked, he said, he goes, I've worked them into a lather of praise. They're ready. I've always imagined what, what our worship in here would be like if it was imitating their worship because they, have, they, 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 they hold up their plastic chairs and man, it's awesome. They just start swinging them above their head and I'm like, we'd have to untap, man, don't. The lead usher right now is like, don't do that to us. They wouldn't be put back in lines. I mean, if we really wanted to see Pastor Mark hold the chairs up in praise and then just put them back, He'd be in here, man, he's like, this is lying, this is lying. And I, I say that in, in funniness because like when, this, when I first got here, I don't know why I'm sharing this story because I think it's funny. He would come in and he, I could, I, this is what it would be like. I'm going to imitate. I'm going to imitate Paul. I'm going to imitate my Paul. He'd walk into prayer on Fridays. He's, and I remember sitting there, I'm like, man, I am not that guy just not man I walk in I'm like there's places for people to sit and he's like and I'm like man I'm just not I don't know how long it took or how little it took I now walk in I'm like oh man can't do it I mean Sunday I saw I saw a little piece of wrapper up here somebody threw down it bothered me so much I didn't even care if somebody saw what I was doing I just went down and picked up the garbage off it being around somebody that's awesome. Amen? If you want to be awesome and have victory, I, I think we have a good, good person to imitate. Is, you know, reading this isn't hard. Doing what God told us to do is not hard. It's kind of so simple, maybe we, didn't, we make it hard. The victory's in your mouth. Because what, what comes out of our mouth comes from where? Our heart. Well, if what's going into our heart is the word, and we believe it, then we speak it, then we're going to see it. Then we can take hold of it. Then we can have testimonies of it. And every time that happens, we become more bold and more bold and more bold and more bold. And then, and then people are sitting there going, my gosh, I mean, that person's just got faith to 
For churches. Not one church. He ain't got faith for one church. He's got, Pastor Mark's got faith for several churches. You heard it tonight. You heard it tonight. He doesn't talk about stuff just like randomly. So like I picked up on that. I'm like, man, there's something stirring up in my pastor that, that he's testifying to his people to encourage his people to realize God's using you to build the global church. That should give you boldness. Your seed is not just in Boise, Idaho. Your seed, man, I can't, I don't even know the, the, all the countries. I know Mexico. I know Uganda, Dubai, and man, wherever Cliff Graham goes. <laughs> Nobody really knows. Every so often he'll pop up on, the, on Instagram. Be like, oh, that's where he's at. He's in Germany for the day. Because he's got a voice of triumph. He's got a voice of triumph, man. Didn't plan on sharing this either. We, we, he came here one day, I don't know, about a month, month and a half ago. And, and I went to go uh, follow him out to drop off his car, his rental car. So we're out there and, and he drops off, he gets in the car. And I'd been with him. We'd been, we had breakfast, we talked, we, we, we shared some things about the mission trip we all went on together. And, uh, and he gets in and... <laughs> Brother Cliff goes, Bill, I see miracles every day. And I'm in the driver's seat. I'm like, I've been with you all day and I haven't seen one miracle from you. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm like, can I just be real? And I'm, so I'm in the driver's seat just like, I've been with him all day. I haven't seen one miracle out of you, dude. Better keep on telling yourself that. And he goes, <laughs> no, no, seriously, Bill. And he hits me in the arm. He goes, I see miracles every day. And I'm like, guess today ain't one of them. And he goes, no, I see miracles every day. And all of a sudden it hit my spirit. It hit my spirit and I hit him back. I did, I hit him back. I said, I see miracles every day. And he got this little Cliff Graham smile, like not really a smile, but kind of a grin in between. And he goes, I see miracles every day. I said, I said, I see miracles every day. We did this about two, three times and the entire vehicle filled up with the glory of God. And all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, I get what he's doing. I get what he's doing. I went home that evening, Jen got home. I said, baby, guess what I learned from Brother Cliff today? I see miracles every day. And I told her the same thing I just shared with you. I said, baby, we're changing the way. Even the things we know we have, We've been told we have in prayer. We've been told we have victory. We're going to speak it every day. We're going to speak it every day. I don't care what people think about me anymore. I used to think I didn't care before, but now I don't care that they sit back and be like, well, you don't. I haven't, I've been with you and you haven't seen any miracles. You don't get what I'm doing. Brother Cliff was teaching me, and I'm sharing with you to teach you. That's the faith walk. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up with the gift of God. And so in Genesis, thought I wasn't going to go there, huh? And, uh, and, and it says this in verse 3, then God said, in all that was there, there, it, there was darkness and void, right? There was void and chaos. 
until God said. If there's chaos going on in your life, it's because you haven't said. There's no then said in your life. There was chaos. <coughs> then God said. Let's go to verse 6. Then God said. Let's go to verse 9. Then God said. Verse 11. Then God said. Verse 14. Then God said. There's something about the then God said. Then Jay said. The report came. Not calling the doctor a liar. Not calling the doctor a devil. I don't know if you did, but hopefully you didn't. The doctor's not a devil. He's not a demon. Then Jay said. Then Jay said. Then a report came. Then Jay said. And who knows what else people around her was saying. Then Jay said. Then Jay said, then doctor said, you're healed. Then Jay said, then you said, then you said, then you said, you're healed. Then others are going to say you healed. Then you said, then you said, then you said, debt got cleared. Then you said, then you said, then, then you got victory. You ain't getting victory without a then said. Because if you ain't speaking it, you ain't believing it. Do you hear what I said, Pastor Mickey? If you ain't saying, you ain't believing. A bunch of years ago, God shared this with me, and I, I use it to this day. He says, show me what my people praise me for, and I'll show you what they believe. He's saying, then you said then you said. You know, I, I believe God, God raises the dead. I believe that. I had never said. I just believed. I believed it, but I never said it. I prayed, but I never said it. The dead never got raised until I said. On an airplane ride to Orlando, Florida to do some police work stuff, um, Sat next to this, this old man, ended up being one of the first Navy SEALs in Vietnam. He was a bad dude. And, uh, and, and he was, you know, I say this, we live in a society. On an airplane, the outside person, this goes for y'all, the outside person gets the outside armrest and leg space. Middle person gets both armrests. Person by the window gets the window armrest and the window to put his head or her head. So there's me, my buddy Matt, who's about the same size as me, and then this old Navy SEAL guy. And he was a big man. He, and I sat down, then he sat down, and he went, mm. And I, I, I did, man, I wanted to look at him and say, hey, we live in a society. Outside armrest and leg space, old man. I'm in the middle row. I get both. But I thought to myself, he's my elder. I should respect him. And I didn't know anything about him at the time, right? So I just went. 
like I had a sling on my left arm. And I, I went like this. And so the ride's going on, and, and I kind of talked to him a little bit, and he's going to Orlando. He had just left Las Vegas for a special forces conference um, or reunion, and um, he was going to Orlando, Orlando to get picked up by his daughter and granddaughter. And he was sharing with some stuff, and then next to him across the aisle was, uh, he was in charge of like, um, I can't remember what it's called, uh, like MARSOC or something like that. Like, it's in charge of all, like, special forces. Is that right? Marine Corps Special Forces. Okay. And uh, Marine Corps Special Forces. And so he's sitting there reading, reading his, his magazine, and he looked like a stone-cold killer. I ain't gonna lie. He, like, you can always see the people that you don't want to mess with. This, the old guy I would have messed with, I mean, you know, he was, he was old. I had a, maybe a chance. That dude? Yes, sir. Whatever you need, sir. You want my middle arm rest from where you're sitting? You can have them both. You want to put your bare feet up over here? I'll massage them too. I ain't messing with you. He was a bad looking dude. He really was. I mean, he was a bad dude. He was reading his magazine. His friend talked to him. And it, was, it looked like he was going to kill his friend because he was so annoyed from interrupting his, his Time magazine article. And so this is all going on. He's sharing with me. And, and so time goes on. And I'm, I'm, we're watching, Matt and I are watching this movie. I don't even remember what it was. And um, there's a whole sermon beyond itself, too, because it, it, it would teach you stuff. It's about Jesus, not what you do. It's not about your works. It's about your faith. And so I'm seated like this, uncomfortable as all get out. And this old man takes his elbow and finds the middle in between my ribs. <laughs> now, he knew I was a cop, so we kind of had a bond that, you know, we serve. And, uh, and this dude just starts like, circling in between my ribs and I'm like ooh, I ain't gonna let him know that hurts and it's kind of annoying me and he keeps on going and I'm like mm. and so I kind of move and he, he, <laughs> he gets me and I'm like mm. and I look over and this happened for about 10 15 20 seconds roughly I look over and this dude this dude is like this all hands like this, eyes are all black and gray, lips are purple, and uh, it looks like he's having a seizure, seizure or a stroke. And I'm like, hey, and he's not responding. And, and so I stand up in between those little seats, you know, and I'm like, sir, and, and there's this trick. If anybody wants to do this, I can show it to everyone. It's called a sternum rub. Anybody want to, you want me to show you this? Anybody want to raise their hand? Hmm. Okay. Pastor Mickey? So there's this thing we would do in law enforcement to wake people up from psychosis and so forth. And, and you just take your finger and you just rub. And, uh, and so I'm doing this to him, trying to get him awake. He's not waking up. And then all of a sudden, brother just goes. There was a split second where I thought, I got my middle armrest. <laughs> I'm joking. I really didn't. And so I'm standing now in front of him, and he's dead. I'm checking pulse. I'm checking pulse. Air stewardess comes over because I'm like, hey, hey, need help. Thinking we have those electric things on, on airplanes. She freaks out. She calls if there's any doctor or nurses on the plane. Two nurses raise their hand. They come up. 
And I said, hey, man, I think he was having a seizure or a stroke. He was, he was doing this. And then all of a sudden, he just, his arms dropped. It's been probably two, three minutes. And they're checking pulses. They're checking here. And I'm sitting there going, oh, I don't want to put my mouth on this guy. Um, because more, more times than not, they puke in your mouth. And so that's stuff they don't tell you in CPR class. And, um, and so I'm trying to do chest compressions with him sitting down. And doing chest compressions while they're sitting down in, in an airplane seat isn't great. You don't get a lot of force, none of that. I'm doing like, well, I'm going to keep on chest compressing. I put my head down by his mouth, no breath, no nothing. And I put my hand on the left side of his face. And they're like, we're going to turn the, bu- we're gonna turn the uh, plane around. We're going to land in Atlanta. And no joke, I'm just going to be honest. I was like, no, we're not. Now, just shortly before this, I had to deal with a, uh, a person that had died by hanging themselves. And um, it messed me up a little bit. This is kind of the first time I've ever shared that it actually messed me up. But um, it messed me up because it was, very, it was super spiritual. It was a young man, um, heartbroken young man. And um, everybody wanted to give up trying to find him. And so we found him, myself and another Christian. I said, we're not, we're not giving up on this to fr- for somebody to go find him like a family. I'm not doing that. We're going to find him. So LT, we're going to stay down here, and we're going to find him. And so this, this person and I, Jason and I, went, and I said, Jay, we're going to pray. I was in Bible college at the time. And I said, uh, we're going to pray. And I, I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, lead us right to him. In Jesus' name, you lead us and guide us. We said amen. And we started walking. We were talking and so forth. We get there. We find him, and it um, wasn't good. And so I kind of at that point had said, I even said to my wife, this is the last time I'm dealing with dead people. I'm not dealing with dead people anymore. And uh, so I'm now next to this dead person on an airplane. And I said, God, I told you I wasn't going to deal with dead people anymore. I'm done. I'm done with dead people. And so I'm praying. I, I prayed. And Jesus whispered, the Holy Spirit whispered to me. And he goes, tell him to open his eyes in Jesus' name. I wish I would have been so bold. We were third seats from the front. I wish I would have been so bold that everybody on the plane would have heard me say, open your eyes in Jesus' name. And everyone would have been like, oh my gosh, that happened. I was a first-year Bible college student, man. I prayed about raising the dead since 1997. And I said, open your eyes in Jesus' name. I didn't know my buddy Matt heard me who wasn't a believer. I didn't know he heard and so I say that, and this old man who'd been needling my, my ribs, he's sitting there, and he goes, <gasps> he, he popped his eyes open, took a huge breath, he shot back, praise God. I shot back, hit the seat in front of me. Again, I wish I was like, of course he was going to come up. And the nurse just stood there, and she goes, what happened? And I, I was speechless. I wasn't speechless because I was embarrassed to say. I, I was speechless. Nurse looks at him and says, sir, you were dead. He goes, no, I wasn't. <laughs> he, said, he goes, no, I wasn't. Remember that stone cold killer over here reading Time Magazine? Newsweek. Dude says, no, I wasn't. You were dead. 
just went right back to his magazine. I was like, that's the guy you want on your side? I share that to say I said what I heard Jesus say. If I wouldn't have said, he would have been in a body bag picked up by daughter and granddaughter. That wasn't going to happen. That goes into a whole nother teaching about compassion for others. The love for others. We've got to start speaking what the Father speaks. I tell you what, when we become better at speaking what the Father speaks, when we become more disciplined in speaking miracles, I see miracles every day. Say it with me, Beck. I see miracles every day. There's a lot of Beckys in here. Good job. <laughs> I see miracles every day. If Brother Cliff taught me that, then I'm going to teach you all that. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Ooh, who always leads me in victory. Always leads me in victory. And I'm spreading the fragrance of God everywhere I go. The Just diffusing it into the environment. That faith. Just spreading that faith, like that skunk cartoon. <laughs> Le Pew or something like that. Just letting you know how my brain thinks. That's what I saw. Not, nothing spiritual about that. Speak to the mountain and it shall be removed. Speak to the cancer and it shall be removed. Speak. We can command angels with God's word. They're just waiting. They're waiting up in heaven, man. Just come on, man, say it. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. They're waiting. And, and I know that seems funny, but like I have seen that in the spirit. You know, they're coming back riding horses. I don't know how to ride a horse. I, I don't. Cade's in here somewhere. He wants to take me to his ranch and have me ride a horse. I, I'm terrified of horses. I'm like, I'm just going to wait till that day comes back and I'm going to ride a horse with Jesus. But remember Elijah and Elisha, or Elisha and his servant? They were encircled on the mountains with angels and chariots. What are chariots led with? Horses. And I saw this one time in the spirit and, and they were just like, I don't know what you call like a, a horse, like a, a stall. I don't know if it was a stall, but it was something similar to that. But something was holding them back, but you could, you could hear the breathing and the hoofs moving and the banging against the, against the doors. They can't wait. They can't wait to come. They can't wait to do the Lord's work, to do what his word says. We should be the same. I can't wait till that old man needles my elbow or my ribs. And I get to say, open your eyes in Jesus' name. I can't wait to lay down on a dead person and sit there and say, no, devil. Death, you leave right now in Jesus' name. You don't have this person. Come to life in Jesus' name. Come to life in Jesus' name. Man, I tell you what, 
we should, we should be beaten against that door. Beaten against that door. You know, like when we praised, when Pastor Witt had us praising, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Whatever you're needing, hear, hear me out, take this in balance, but like whatever you're needing, fight for it. Fight the good fight of faith with our mouth, not with our flesh. Not going to go punch the doctor for saying, you know, he gave you a bad report. That's a flesh fight. We're going to fight in the spirit. Speak his word. Speak his word, you'll win every time. Every time. His word works every time. Say, his word word. works every time. His word works every time. I have victory. victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Take a look at Ephesians chapter 1 for a moment. Um, If you you know Ephesians is uh, a great redemptive book, especially the first three chapters about who we are in Christ and all these types of things. Uh, It says in, uh, and get ready to put that on the screen because I'll need it in another translation. Um, Verse 10, actually I think it's verse 10. The numbers on my page are really small. (laughs) (laughs) I've never admitted that publicly. They've gotten smaller. (laughs) So it might be verse 10, it might be a different one. Uh, In in him you trusted. What one's that? 13. Okay, close enough. (laughs) After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also you in, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. All right, that might sound a little Greek or something, (laughs) just the verbiage. I want to see that in the Amplified Bible or what they, you know, the real Amplified or the whatever they classic classic to that now, Um, if you could. Well, put it over there so I can see it. (laughs) All right. In him, you also have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him, were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. That spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits, the pledge, and the foretaste, the down payment on our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. And so here's, here's my, my brief word. 
the Holy Spirit has been given to us, and He is called all those things, one of them being uh, the down payment, right? If you've ever put a down payment on like a like a car. I mean, if you go put a, you can go put a down payment on the car and drive it away. Now you may have payments, you know, before you take full ownership, title, possession, and 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 so forth of that. But you put the down payment on it, you get it, right? Most people buy houses that way. You put money down and you move in, and then you start making payments. the The Lord has given us the spirit. Of God, and this basically gives us access. He gives us then access to all the full encompassing uh, salvation, all the benefits, all the perks. One of the one, and we get to use them right away. Okay, I know in heaven that there are going to be some things that I can't even explain right now, and some. I don't know, ease of use and full benefit package and everything that we're just living in without, I don't know, I think, with just without effort. Um, but one of the great errors that we make, me, we being humans and Christians even, is putting too many things off to heaven. Thinking, I'm going to have this. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to, you know, experience these, these things from God. And by doing so, we're acting like we don't have possession of them now. We're thinking, well, I've just got the down payment. So we get a little goosebump here and there. Woo! You know? Little, you know, maybe a little healing here and there, a little answered prayer, a little blessing here and there. But I, I think we can take the whole, the whole thing for a drive. Yes. Meaning our thinking needs to be different. Some things we're not going to get in heaven. Like dudes dying on the airplane. That'll never happen in heaven. Say, well, that's a positive. I know it is, but what opportunity do we have now to use the power of heaven? Because the Spirit of God is that guarantee and that down payment that I get the power of heaven to, to use in this corrupt and fallen world. I mean, there's got to be some fun in this. I mean, was that, did you enjoy telling that story, Pastor Bill? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask Jay, but I think she went to get the ice cream ready. Uh, if anyone else has stories of victory and healing and testimonies of God moving, isn't it enjoyable to tell the story? It's like, man, this is so cool. I can't wait to tell someone else. I think we're going to be telling these stories in heaven, too, about what happened here. And we're going to give God praise. We're going to tell these stories. Do you think some people are going to say, I mean, I, I can't imagine anyone feeling condemned, but thinking, yeah, I didn't do any of that when I was on earth. 
And in fact, the guy died next to me on the airplane, and I just said, stinks to be him. <laughs> or whatever. Opportunities blow by us, and we didn't do it because we think, well, I mean, I'm only human. I mean, what am I going to do? I don't want to be sitting around that whatever lake of glory in heaven. Everyone's telling stories. And I'm going, I wish I had a story or two to tell of things that I did here where I used, you know, even Hebrews chapter 6 refers to the powers of the age to come, powers of the world to come talking about people experiencing the powers of the world to come in this life, all right? Powers of the world to come. In other words, what will be just like breathing can be experienced and used here in this life. That's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. We're supposed to be able to take this whole thing for a drive and you have full access and full usage of the, the benefits and perks of our salvation, the power of God, and the Holy Spirit is here and he's in us for that reason, so that we can hear the Lord's voice in times of you know, tragedy and things like that, and we act on it, and the power of God is accessed. Thank you, Lord. It's just a, it's just a wrong mentality that we have at times where we're thinking, I can't, I'm not capable, or that's for the future, or that's for heaven, when these things are, are for us here today. These things are for us here right now. And someone's got to believe that they can. Someone's got to believe that they can use the name of Jesus to speak the word of God and get what everyone is going to get in full in heaven and get it here right now where we make a demand on the resources of God, the resources of heaven. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And it takes, it takes someone taking a, taking a step of faith. Someone taking the initiative. Someone saying something out loud and not just quiet. Someone praying, but not just I'm going to pray about that on my own, but praying with someone else out loud. I say that where you're committed to it, where I'm stepping out of the boat, boat sink or swim, something's going to happen. <laughs> right? You know, where we're putting ourselves out there. And I know a lot of times we don't want to. Well, I don't want to say this out loud because then everyone will know if it doesn't happen that I failed or there was something wrong with me or I didn't believe or I missed God or something like that. But sometimes you just got to be that bold. Sometimes we have to say, you know what? I've got the, the spirit of God. He's the guarantee of my inheritance. He's a down payment on everything. I'm going to go ahead and use the powers of the world to come right now. And I'll tell someone I'm going to do it. I have found that really good things happen when I find myself in a situation where I'm bold enough to look someone in the eye and when they, 
and they have a problem, and I say, listen, maybe they didn't even come to me, maybe I went to them, you know, just out in the, in the world, and situations like this, and I could tell some stories, but uh, where I would tell people, now listen, this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna pray, or I'm gonna put my hand on you, or something like that, and when I do, God is gonna move in your life right now, and he is gonna change that situation, he is gonna heal that body, I have found in situations where I have the, the boldness to tell people in advance what's gonna happen. What, what am I doing? I'm putting myself out there where if nothing happens, I look, like a, I look like an idiot. But I can't be afraid of that. I either, I either believe the word of God is true, that God is on the throne, that I have these things now in my present possession to utilize until Jesus comes, or I don't. And if I do, then why don't I step out? And we need, more, we need more of us to be bold in these last days, to take steps and just say things and do things. I, I'm not talking just willy-nilly off the top of your head. I'm talking led of the Spirit and filled with the Word, but uh, that's one of the things these services are supposed to produce. We, get, we come, we get filled with the Word and the Spirit. That overflow is what enables us to walk this way. But it's not something I'm getting in heaven. It's something I'm, I have right now. Well, my car's not paid off. Well, you better just park it in the garage then and keep making payments. <laughs> you can't drive that thing yet. It's not even fully yours. You don't have the whole thing, I mean. <laughs> or would you say, what? You're making payments on this, you won't even drive it? You're a fool. I mean, it's, it's, you're losing value right now as it sits in your garage and you're not even driving it? You dummy. <laughs> drive that thing while you're, you know. I almost wonder if it's that way with us. With the power of God in the name of Jesus, the powers of the world to come. Well, you know. Not gonna use this, can't use this yet. Still in this old body and everything. Can't you, you dummy. <laughs> Get out there and use it, drive that thing now. Get out there and use this power now. This is when it's needed. In heaven, no demons need cast out. Nobody needs healed. There'll be no healings in heaven. We should be kind of bummed about that. <laughs> Never going to see anyone healed again. Say, well, that'll be great. No one will need it. I know they won't. That will be great. But now they do. Now we can operate in the power of God. Amen, amen. amen. All right. So, you know, first day we're all there. Come on over to my place. And... Uh, we're going to tell stories, not heaven stories, earth stories, all right? Don't you come if you don't have a story, because I don't want there to be any condemnation at heaven in my mansion, where you say, I never did any of that. Okay, we're coming with stories. I did it too. God worked through me. I used the power on earth before I got to heaven. Amen.